broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hello and welcome to Nerd You Know Media on Phoenix FM, broadcasting in the Blanchardstown area or on Spotify if you're catching us later. My name is Kieran Calicorn, and uh, we have a special guest today. Introduce yourself. I'm Katie Riley. I post uh, weird art stuffs under the name Mannequin Blue. Fantastic. And with us, as always, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Daryl O'Connor, and it's good to be on the show. Exactly. That's what we like to hear. So, uh, Katie, or Mannequin Blue, is the second of our special guests. We're still experimenting with the show format. How yes. was your day, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> Don't ask somebody how Black Friday was. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh. some behind-the-scenes secrets for the people listening to this on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Today, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, Katie. I really do. <laughs> yeah, perhaps for full clarity, are we all were we all working Black Friday to some degree? Dara, I believe you were working on the tech side of things. Yes, I was. Uh, well, technically, Thursday was the big day because all the stores were going live. But uh, today, I was just like, "Oh, what's going to break?" And a lot broke, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Like like Katie, like he's mentioned like downloading things and streaming things in our panels and still put it up online like you know theoretically hypothetically if one was so inclined I, 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 we've definitely got a, a t-shirt thing uh, you were referencing yeah. last week's show yeah <laughs> where we, we, we hypothetically theoretically were like playing Detective Pikachu theoretically without buying it definitely exactly. not oh, no, 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 exactly exactly it's all hypothetical it's all for educational purposes here Kane. that's all yeah, 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 of course, of course. We spin wonderful yarns here. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we get into the nerdy stuff, because I know you are chomping at the bit to talk about the new Star Wars game. It's terrible. Uh, Katie is a very talented uh, balloon artist, uh, oh. makeup artist, and cosplayer, and you were with us at JCon along with Straight Outta Canto last week. How was your JCon experience? JCon was kind of, it was, I don't want to say weird because it was, weird implies bad, but it was, it was interesting for me because it was the first convention that I was hired to be at. Um, so they had actually hired me to come in and paint faces and it was, it was kind of cool. And at the same time, it was also kind of strange because none of the kids came near me. Like no, no kids. It was all adults and teenagers that wanted to be face painted, which is never normally the case. All the kids kind of looked at me and went, oh, that's a bit weird or whatever. And then and then ran to the sake. Ra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ran to the they had their priorities in order. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was cool. Um, 
just the I got to paint some really awesome stuff that you wouldn't normally get to paint if it was a bunch of kids and parents waiting impatiently so it was nice um and unfortunately because I was worn out at that point then I didn't get to see much else of it because I was kind of at that point I was like I want to go home I'm tired and I'm I'm conned out (laughs) (laughs) I gotta build up my strength for DCC (laughs) well actually that leads me into a question I've actually gotten to ask you which is uh what what are the strangest things you've ever face painted? Oh gosh, that varies from day to day. Um, I don't know. That's kind of a oh well. I suppose I can if I go by just yesterday. Um, I had a kid ask me to paint Fortnite on his forehead, <laughs> and when I said, "What do you want from Fortnite?" You know, because do you want a character? Do you want a weapon? He said, "No, I want the word Fortnite." on my forehead <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought yeah i said okay do you want me to put a rainbow on it do you want me to make it look right he was like no i just want the word Fortnite on my forehead <laughs> that is a decisive customer he's like, yeah. he's like listen lady Fortnite on the forehead <laughs> that's it <laughs> he's like, i don't need any of your frills just give me what i asked for <laughs> oh my god well i, I have to say that that's also a t-shirt. I just want Fortnite. Have you ever been a Fortnite player? I have never played the Fortnites. No. I've, I've been meaning to for It is free to play, isn't it? No. No? I don't think so. No, it, it, no it, it is free to play, but here's, here, here's the catch, right? It's free to play, and we sound really old, by the way, guys, because we're not hip <laughs> with the kids. I'm glad you caught that and not me. Yeah, um, but... It's free to play, right? The base game. However, apparently, if you if you wear the base skins, everyone looks down on you, so you have to shell out for the the. <laughs> oh, so it's like a cultural thing. Exactly. You dirty pleb. Yeah, you filthy casual. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Not to go too behind the scenes, but there's definitely a panel in like because I I would work with a lot of kids, and so would you. Just like three twenty to thirty somethings trying Fortnite being supervised by children there's definitely <laughs> something in that oh yeah, my god we could make a, a podcast just out of that <laughs> adults try Fortnite. <laughs> oh yeah that's funny what's it because yeah. we're not we're, we're, what zoomers versus where are the kids called now generation something uh, boomers no, no, no boomers, boomers are, are older boomers yeah. are older Bo- boomers are in their 60s right yeah, 50s, 60s, yeah. So we're we're yeah. Zoomers. So whatever the kids are thought, now. No, I thought we were Millennials. Millennials are like oh, 20 yeah. somethings to 30 somethings. Okay, so we're Millennials. So Millennials versus children, I suppose. Uh, I think uh, they're the Zoomers. Are they I think the Zoomers? The generation after they us. They got the cooler name. They did get the cooler name, yeah. It's like, you know, Y2K and aliens and stuff. So we, yeah. we kind of get that. That's yeah, cool. I suppose that's true. Can't argue with that. Just put a big Death Star on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that segues into something else. Um, this is more of a personal anecdote, but uh, when my Stevie was pregnant, you did a lot of bump art. I did. Uh, on her baby Oh my bumps. God, you did that. that. Yeah, that was Katie. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, un- <laughs> that was unreal. I just have to say, before we, keep, we go on, Katie, your stuff's amazing. Oh, Finally, thank it's you. fantastic. And now that I, I, I learned that you did the face painting and the, the bump painting, oh my God, that's <laughs> class. Guys, if you haven't checked her stuff out, do. She's class. 
Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> Plug my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. Even just to go and buy, what did you paint on Stevie's bum? Because you did a few things. I did a few things. So yes, yeah, Stevie was, she was my first bump paint. And to this day, actually, she was my only bump painting. If you're listening um, out there. So yeah, if you're I do bump paintings. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Just paint, just paint Fortnite on the bump. Anything else? No. <laughs> Fortnite on the bump. Would you like all the bump? No, no, no. Just the word Fortnite. Just, just the word no, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was fun because it's actually, and now that I think about it, it's actually the reason why I started going to Comic Con as well, um, which which I'll get to in a minute. But the so. Yeah, so Kean and Stevie had asked me would I paint uh, Stevie's bump for Comic-Con because they still wanted to cosplay, but like at that point, nothing really fit her anymore. Mm. So we came up with the idea that because they were doing a Star Wars theme, that we would paint the Death Star. And that was a lot of fun because I got to do it twice. Um, so For the Saturday and the for Sunday. For the Saturday and the Sunday, which was really cool. So it was kind of, by the Sunday, it was a lot more refined and... You know, it was it was it was better going into the competition than it was on the Saturday. Um, but that was really cool. And then from there, we we did a couple more. So we did a Doctor Who themed, uh, where it was like the, the TARDIS going through was a Gallifrey. That's it, yeah. In a in like a Van Gogh style, and then we did a portrait of Saru. Is that his name? Your Doug Jones. Your Doug, heart belongs Doug to Jones, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Star Trek Discovery. Um, I think, did we do any more? I think the BBA Shakespeare, oh, yeah. We did the BBA Shakespeare, that's right, for the... Um, baby shower. Baby shower. Yes, words are escaping me right now. <laughs> you are match fit for this show. I am. I'm, I'm doing great so far. <laughs> so, yeah, we did, a, we did quite a bit of... Star Wars stuff and a good bit of um, Star Trek is the other one. Yes. And then some Doctor Who. So that yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I got to the nice thing about painting Stevie as well was that normally when you body paint somebody, there's kind of there's a time limit, and you have to get everything done. And it's you know it's nice, but it's also quite stressful. Whereas with Stevie, she had no time limit. It was cool. We could just sit there and chat and drink tea. And whenever it was done, it was done. And and it was it was a lovely experience. Um, so I, I I hope there's more. Not that I'm wishing pregnancy on her again, but I hope there's more nice experiences in my future. <laughs> Keen's eyes just popped out of his head. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd get away with that on the radio. <laughs> Dara, have you ever, ever had any experience with uh, face painting or balloons or anything like that? Yeah, man. We paint our face every yeah. week. <laughs> it's, uh, in the band. Paint a smile on my face. Yeah, it's like, you know, obviously we, we would do an awful lot of, uh, well, it's less, it's less, um, I don't know, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, We're all losing the words today. Elaborate, elaborate <laughs> would be the word, right? Yeah. And colourful. So obviously we, we would be, for the, for the band, we'd be painting our face in coarse paint, so it's black. Oh, I didn't put black. that together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, You've so got to have your death makeup on stage, man. Come exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. But, but I, I will say, Katie, the term is coarse paint. Not makeup. Uh, <laughs> paint, I like that. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of an insight. I mean, but what is 
paint if not makeup. Exactly, exactly. Um, we, we, we actually have, have an off, we have a lot of fun at that, actually, with the band, where, you know, because that's a big thing where a lot of guys will be very serious on it. They're like, oh, it's not, not makeup, it's course paint. You're like, no, nah, dude, it's makeup. Girls wear it to look pretty. Come on. You know? <laughs> and we wear it to also look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I have to say, like, we, we, we started doing it, and we were the only ones who were doing it, and there's a reason for that. Because it's a pain in the you-know-what when you show up and you're like, hey, guys, yeah, whatever. And then we don't wear it. I remember one time we did a show, and I'm not going to say where it was, but it was with somebody who, he disappeared. He, he stole the money and disappeared. But, oh, um, no. Yeah, but we turned up, and he had lied to us. The gear was terrible, and he goes, and it was a Thursday night. And he goes, why aren't you wearing the paint? And we're like, listen, man, there's four people here. It's a Thursday night, and we don't want to be here. And uh, <laughs> we went on, we killed the show. We ended up drawing, you know, more people than anyone else there. And then he stole the money. He disappeared. However, his girlfriend did come on to me. And that's all like, ah, you could have stole his girlfriend if you wanted to. And I was like, damn it, I probably should have. And this was a while ago. So I was just like, ah. But um, why haven't you told why I've been on this show for like three or four months now? Why didn't you lead with that story? That story because never, was a roller coaster of <laughs> from start to finish. Because it never came up. I never talk about band stuff in this show. <laughs> you should. It deserves its own spin-off show. Just introduce yourself as hi, I'm Dar. <laughs> if you're not wearing the corpse paint for the show, you should for the benefit no, of radio. No, no, the absolute effort of that's incredible. Like I'd say, we do have it down to a point now. After doing it for four years, that show was well three years ago, two or three years ago in particular. Mm. But no, this is uh, after doing it for like four years. We have it down to a science where we can we can do the paint in like fifteen minutes. Nice. So it's pretty quick. However, there was a funny story earlier on to when there were five or six of us in the Fibber's bathroom putting it on, and then a guy walks in. One, our singer didn't really kind of get the hang of it at the beginning. And he put way too much black on, and he looked like he had blackface. And, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and then the performer walks in, he goes, Oh, Jesus, lads, and then walks out. <laughs> I, I know, our singer did get there now. To be fair, it is kind of the mix between you start off with white Katie, and then you would kind of work the black into it. Um, I'm learning here today. Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just so kind of glad we have our makeup specialist on learning things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and remember, it's course pain, not makeup. <laughs> okay. But uh, well, yeah, no, that's kind of it, yeah, Ken. So I, I would have regular experience of it, but it's something that we do now, and you're kind of sitting there going, "Oh man, why did we, why did we start doing this?" It's like the whole. Uh, gimmick thing you know when you people expect it so you got to kind of do it but no it's fine like we we enjoy it you know it's just well see this is the thing as well you become known for it so like i've been been to other things apart so when i go to comic-con i you know yourself i always go you know in some kind of crazy balloon cosplay thing mm. but then you know you're chatting to people outside of comic-con and they're talking about you know it comes up in conversation and they say oh i saw this really cool you know, there was a girl wearing balloons and I go, yeah, yeah, that was me. So like it, we did have that at JCon where I was chatting to people while yes. I was painting them. And I was, because yes. when I went to JCon, I went kind of in my, my normal your civvies. Yeah, civvies, your civvies, civvies. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I just thought, well, it's going to be a bit awkward trying to paint someone when I'm covered in balloons. <laughs> you can't really move as well. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So we were chatting to people and I was joking saying I felt underdressed, you know, because normally I do the cosplay, but I make it out of balloons and people were going, Oh my God, that was you. 
you know, which is nice. That so it is something you become known for, and and people recognize it. You know, you, when you're you, doing your your death makeup, <laughs> your corpse paint. You know what's weirder though, right? And this has happened where you'll be walking down the street, and some lad is wearing your t-shirt and won't recognize mm-hmm. it. Or you're in the well, jacket. my t-shirts probably wouldn't fit him. I'm a small. <laughs> well, it's your it's your well it's it's your band t-shirt. You know what I mean? And like they're wearing your merch and you don't recognize it without the paint. Or you'll um, you be in the jacks and you'll take the paint off or whatever, and you're just like, okay, this is weird, you know. But then when you put the paint on, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, and then it's just kind of like disappear into yeah. the ether. So it's it's kind of good, I suppose, where you know you can you, you yourself you can be like, oh, I can just kind of blend in and that one's but. When you have the when you're kind of performing, you're doing your 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 thing or whatever. I suppose it's kind of like your secret identity or whatever, right? Where you can kind of just yeah. blend in. Two bloody celebrities. I've never been recognised in public. That is not true. <laughs> okay, now come on. You have a very distinct hat. Yeah, but I'm known as the guy who wears a hat around town. I'm not known as su- him from such and such. You know. Yeah, but to, to be fair, now there's only one other person that I know that is the guy who wears the hat. Oh, who's the other one? You know, the Mr. Balloonistic. Oh, yes, you know, of the, course. The, the balloon yeah, guy who give a wears shout the out hat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It, it's kind of one of those things that even if it's something as simple as a hat or a pair of glasses, people will recognize it. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's look true. at Clark Kent. <laughs> that's <laughs> also true. Yeah, he takes his glasses off and suddenly he's like chiseled with good looks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> though. To be fair, though, on that, on that point, there is the theory that it's it is a superpower of itself that's not kind of like um discussed as such where it's not that he just takes out the glasses it's that he is portraying something different to make people perceive him in a different way or everyone's just really stupid in metropolis well no see here's the thing though because i wear glasses me too yeah so so you know that when you take them off people some people will say to you oh my god you look so different i think if i passed you in the street and you weren't wearing your glasses i wouldn't know you you were. didn't recognize me at the wild lights there you go <laughs> like, I, so i bumped into keen at the wild lights this this week last week last week last week and i wasn't wearing my glasses and it was the funniest thing because i heard somebody because you were with viola mm. and i heard somebody saying okay stand over there and we'll take a picture and instantly i just went I know that voice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he has a very distinct theatrical voice. That you can hear from miles away. Yeah. This, this and so he turned true. around and I said, it is Keen. And I, you know, I went, I was like, hello. And you kind of looked at me for a minute before well, you realized. Well, see, I had a party of like 15 relatives with me. And I was like, did I miscount? <laughs> <laughs> We have we've had a straggler. <laughs> we've a stowaway. It's not nerdy, but can I just give a shout out to the Dublin Wildlights? It's fantastic this year. It's really, really good. Oh, it's better than last year. Yeah, yeah. 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 If yeah. if there are even tickets left, you know, get on that. It's yep. so good. Have you ever been to it there? I have is this the thing that happens in the zoo? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, yeah. I did not. I was meant to go last year, but it never worked out and then I just kind of forgot, so <laughs> I'm sure there's tickets still left for January. Like you should go with your band in the corpse paint. In the corpse paint yeah. uh, and take pictures and video. That would be amazing. There is a big like to scale dragon. Oh okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. To be like, fair, that new album work like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. They do man. a performance stage. Yeah, I don't know. We we, we could we could, we could think definitely put it on the list. Put it in the maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure oh. the kids would love it. You'd have a built-in light show. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. 
Uh, listen, if, if Dublin do want to pay us for that, that would be cool. And then we go hang out with Red Pandas. That sounds like a bit of fun, all right, so. Oh, no, the flamingos as well. I bet the flamingos are great crap. Well, yeah, but see, here's the thing. So when you go in for the wild lights, they have all the animal sections closed off because all the animals are, you know, it's nighttime, they're yeah. sleeping. But the red pandas are always still awake. So you mm. do get to see them. See, they're the best part. They should just, like, close down the zoo and just have red pandas. Just have red pandas and meerkats and penguins. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, all, 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 all the hits, you know. Yeah. The rest, the rest. I think like a red panda would look in corpse paint. Well, see, it just the red. It would look like a regular panda, just smaller. He's got his panda eyes on. Yeah, it's good to go, you know. That's Actually, how we smuggle them out of the zoo. It's like these aren't the red pandas; these are our own normal pandas we brought with us. <laughs> Uh, actually, insider joke in the band, we do refer to ourselves yeah. as the black metal pandas. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, it's so bit. funny to hear you talking about putting on the face paint, though, because uh, just for the cosplaying, I uh, the same time you were doing the baby bump paint, I went as Thrawn from Star Wars, and my flatmate went as Kratos, and we had that weird experience where because he's pale and Thrawn is blue, we had to like paint each other's faces, and it just wasn't even a weird thing <laughs> while well, we I were shouted just... instructions exactly the yes <laughs> <laughs> so like after all these years is it still like a weird thing to put on corpse paint in front of the band guys or is that something you even think about like... no dude listen when you're when you're in a band of people it's it's weird it's like the, the weirdest it's like a mix between a really weird relationship and a marriage and a business all at the same time so oh, yeah. yeah you you kind of yeah you spend way too much time together you you know you have to change our uh, clothes, so yeah, it just doesn't you know nothing really phases anymore. Stuff just kind of happens, and you're like, ah, oh. and then you're just, <laughs> just like, roll with it. Yeah, you just kind of like, all right, whatever. But no, it's just the only the, what I will say is, and I don't know if you guys have had this experience from paint or stuff, but the most unmetal part of the whole thing is when you're sitting there afterwards, you know, piss and sweat, and you're just there with a baby wipe going, hold on a minute. Just oh, yeah. no, I've and, had that. And then I've you're had like, that experience photo yeah. shoots. And you're just like, oh, okay, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's just like the most unmetal yeah, thing and ever. You, and you have to pull those faces in the mirror to get certain angles. Yeah. And then at, at one point, you just like, you know what? I give up. It can just stay there forever. Well, see, to be fair, when you're there, it most of it ends up on my guitar anyway, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, There's I, one I, thing. I, I will so you say, go first. No, sorry. I, I will say, like, the con experience is a little bit better. It's it's still sweaty and horrible, but it's less sweaty and horrible. <laughs> and there's more chicks. No, it depends. Depends where you go now, I would have to say. You know, it's it's not just dudes. But, uh, uh, sorry, go on. Well, that's what I was meant to ask. Uh, so, Dara, have you ever, outside of your band commitments, have you ever cosplayed as something? Yeah, fair bit. I don't I haven't done it in a while now because I just haven't got a chance to. But um, I want to kind of get back into it. But it's just we've been so busy with panels, man. Just, like, look at JCon. I was in the Starbucks half an hour beforehand. Yeah. in the panel. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe if if I manage time a little bit better at the next next panel we're doing, I might cosplay. But like you, you always manage to to, to hold it together, Kane. So fair play. Oh, I have Stevie. Stevie does all the work. Like you know. Oh, yeah, but like you, you, you guys still still show up, like you know, and do it because that's an awful lot of 
uh, an awful lot of effort. Like, can I? Ask- oh, we just we just spend months getting ready for it. We're already like shortlisting. Like, I mean, we told you we've already like Prim's gonna go as Yoda probably mm. at the next con whenever it is. Like, baby, well, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, can I say that? Um, Katie, I have a question for you. Like, when when you're going into doing your cosplay, right? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the actual like process for it? Because obviously, you know, you have the standard kind of thing where you pick your idea and then you spend a while kind of picking and choosing what you want to do and then that. But from from your perspective uh, and the approach you take based on like balloons and paint and, and so it's a more kind of like uh, body focused, right? How mm-hmm. do you work that in? Because when I met you, you were dressed as uh, what's the My Little Pony? Uh, Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. That's, thank you. Um, so. Uh, let's say, Corey, for example, how did you go from Rainbow Dash cosplay to your interpretation of it? Okay, so the way that one worked out was it was actually more of um, it was a last minute thing where it was like, well, I have most of the parts already. So I had the wig from an old Halloween costume. I had the wings from when I, I modeled for a hair competition hmm. uh, a couple of weeks before that. Um, so it was literally just, okay, I have all of this. I've already dressed as Rainbow Dash. I know how it goes. I just got to make the dress out of balloons. And that was the thing that kind of, that took the longest because I had no idea how I was going to put rainbows on a dress, you know, cause normally when you make a balloon dress, it's, it's straightforward. You do one or two colors and it's super quick. You're like I can right. make a dress in I'm, four hours. Right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop you there. Right. Uh-huh. How, how, for our listeners that aren't aficionados of balloon clothing. How does how does one make a balloon dress? So to make a balloon dress, you need to you need to have a dress form first of all. That's going to be the size of roughly the size of the person who's going to be wearing the dress. So in my case, that's me. Um, so, so I have a dress form that's roughly my size, and then you need to learn how to weave balloons together to make fabric. <laughs> how do you that learn is that wild that is wild okay <laughs> so, in my case i learned from a really good friend of mine um he's an american balloon artist his name is john reed gonna plug him in there um and he taught me how to make balloon dresses and then i just, like he taught me i think it was two or three different ways of weaving the balloons in order to get a dress and he taught me how to make lace out of balloons as well and i just kind of went from there and figured out you know my own style and how i make them and and how to do it so it's uh, i don't want to use the term it's easy when you know how but <laughs> it's easy when you know how but like john's done like to not to segue too far but john's done some mad balloon dress he did one for amanda palmer didn't he he, he did one for amanda palmer yeah and i'm not going to go into that story because it's so much more fun when he tells it mm. <laughs> i think you're plugging him as a guest now i am yeah we're gonna have to get him on the show um, but, but the thing about it is, it's right. So the questions, I never, look, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it really is an experience. And it's, an, it's, it's, a pre, it's impressive beyond words because there's just so many questions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So how often, so I'm going to try to just answer them, ask them as much as I can from like a normie perspective. So forgive me. Um, but how did they not pop? So you'd actually be surprised at how sturdy these balloons are. You can are they like, regular once balloons? they're woven together. They so they're the the ones that I use. They're biodegradable latex. Right. Um, oh, okay. Environmentally friendly, which is great. Hmm. And 
the way you do it is when you blow them up, you leave enough, like you don't overinflate them because if you overinflate them, they're going to pop. So you right. leave enough kind of give in the balloon. You let some of the air out so that, and well, as, as well as that, at the same time, you, what you would do is you would make the dress the day before mm. so that by the time you go to put it on, it has already kind of, some of the air has seeped out. So right. it's a bit more flexible. So it's a, it? it's a bit more flexible. Yeah. And then, because once you put it on, it gets really, really hot and the latex shrinks a bit and the air kind of expands in the balloon. So if it's too full, then it'll pop. But if you give it that time to kind of let some of the air out and not everything, um, they're, they're actually really sturdy. Like you can sit down wearing one. Um, really? you, like I can, I can, I run around conventions hugging people wearing them and people are always afraid, you know, I can't hug you because it's going to pop. And I say, no, it's totally fine. You know, you can pick me up in it and it'll be fine. Um, it's, it's more just sharp objects really that you need to be aware of or like, you know, open flames, which you kind of wouldn't be near in a cosplay anyway. You'd hope so. Um, yeah, but no, they're, they're, they're sturdy. I think it was John that told me that. Uh, a woven balloon dress can take like eight pounds of pressure on it before it pops. Something wow. like that. Yeah. Was that the same with the poison ivy dress then? Yeah, the, the poison ivy one was really sturdy. Like it, it hung in there. And you know, I, I actually had to pop it afterwards. And I remember we were talking about this briefly at DCC. You said you get the day out of it, like the full day, and then you'd have to. So, what would you do afterwards? Would you pop it and uh, back in yeah. your, the room or whatever, and then change? Yeah. Okay. No, that's it. Like at the at the end of the day, that's it. You get changed. Like I've gone home in them. No way. Or I've sat in the pub afterwards. Yeah, I've like I've I've sat in the pub afterwards. You know, just deflating the thing. Well, don't sell yourself short. You gave away like one of your poison ivy arms to the girl, <laughs> didn't you? I did actually. Yeah, we were sitting outside a cafe. It was a cafe Nero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after Comic Con, and I still had the. Did you see the poison ivy when it had like the big fly traps coming off the back of it? Um. So this little girl ran up to me and she was just like, can I have one of your balloons? <laughs> Which fair play to her, that's, you know, that takes guts. Mm. And I literally just ripped it off the back of the dress and handed it to her. I was like, there you go. That's one less thing I have to worry about later. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, uh, the rainbow dash when I just gave to Stevie, I was like, there you go. There's a dress. Enjoy. I don't know what she did with it after that. It's still there. It's still there. <laughs> it's Wait, probably not looking very good. Right Wait, hold now. on. It, it's still intact, Kane. It's 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 shorter. You <laughs> struggle to get into it, but like you know, as if you were to scale it, yeah, all the balloons are still there. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. I mean, it might it might fit prim at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing about balloon cosplay as well is that once you're in it, you need to wear it all day because because of your body heat and stuff like that. The balloons have already started to shrink, and that if you take it off, even to go to the bathroom it's not going back on after like it's done. Right. So, so you need, yeah. you need to make sure that you can commit. Mm. Um, and that's, that's why I always make them in two parts if I can, so that I can just hitch up the skirt, <laughs> which right. is a very glamorous image, but because the alternative is just not drink any water all day. And that's not something I can recommend to anybody. And those convention centers are warm. Though. They are. Yeah. yeah. And I would never recommend anybody not drink anything all day because you'll pass out. No, these, these like places like no, these. Sorry, again, uh, places like these no, in first, particular, yeah. it's always so warm that yeah, mm -hmm. I, that would be hell on earth right there. Yeah, like the first one that I did, the Harley Quinn. 
I wasn't sure how it was going to go because I'd never really been to a big convention before. Mm. So I was kind of worried about, you know, people coming up and, and trying to pop. And now I know that now I know that's not the case, but you always worry about these things. Yeah. So when I made the Harley Quinn, I actually wore clothes underneath it, which you wouldn't normally do with a balloon dress because it's so warm. Right. Um, but I wore an entire outfit underneath the dress just in case. And mm. it was torture. Like it was so hot. Well, okay. That's well, look, you know, that, that's one thing we, you know, about the scene now in particular, like everyone is really, really supportive. So, but yeah. I, I understand the fear, I suppose, doing something for the first time, you're always going to have these, you're going to run through the worst case scenario of everything, right? Well, that's it. And because people will always say to you, oh, what happens if it pops, you know? And so you get that into your head, you go, right, well, what, what does happen if it pops? What do I do then? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just, you just have to think about these things. Now I know now that if I was to run around the convention center in a balloon dress, a lot of people give you a wide berth. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's not that they're afraid of it or anything. They just, it's more out of respect. They're kind of like, okay, I won't touch it because it could pop. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I do yeah. get a lot of kids come running up to me though. They all want to take pictures. You know, they think it's great, which, which is, I think that's lovely. Oh, we couldn't even get a chance to talk to you the time you're Rainbow Dash. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, Rainbow Dash, I didn't get to do it. Like I had all of these plans. I was going to go meet, you know, guests and, and see things. And I took two steps. And every time I took two steps, there was like 60 people just came out of nowhere and mobbed yeah. me for pictures. That's one thing. That, and like, that's one thing. I, I don't know. We will take a break here, guys. And we'll, oh, yeah. come, we'll come back and do the second part. So, uh, guys, stay tuned here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. We'll be back after this short break. All right, so you're listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, I want to get involved, but I'm not in Ireland and I don't have time to listen live. Well, guys, listen, we've revamped everything. We've made it super easy. Nerd to Know Media, everything. Nerd to Know Media, Gmail. Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media on Twitch. Nerd to Know Media across the wall. Everything that you can do you are able to find us nerd to know media nerdsknowmedia.com is our website just in case you can tune in be the tune in app and catch us live if you want to type in nerd snow bases on phoenix 92.5 fm and you're able to find us the stream to the show as it's happening live is actually on our website nerdsknowmedia.com also if you haven't got time for that or if you want something a bit more convenient we're on spotify itunes soundcloud all across the board and if you do want to catch us live when we record the show, because spoilers, we tape the show, we do it live on Twitch. Nerdux, N-E-D-D-U-X, is where you can find my personal Twitch channel, and we stream there, the show, every single Thursday at 9pm. So guys, no excuse not to listen, we're very easy to find. Nerdfnomedia.com for more information. Download and do it again. All right, guys, and we're back here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Nerd to Know Media. And we're back with our set, uh, part two of our guest. Um, so, Katie, before we went off, we were talking about actually the whole mechanics of working with the, the balloon cosplaying and that. Um, so, how did you like decide, I want to do balloon cosplay? Um... So in a roundabout way, it was kind of out of necessity because my first experience of Comic-Con was the fact that Keen and Stevie had asked me would I paint a bump 
Mm. For her cosplay. And I was like, yeah, okay. And the original plan was just, I was going to go and paint the bump and then go home, you know? But I wasn't really, like, I didn't have anything else on that weekend because March is usually very quiet for me in terms of work. And there were still tickets left to Comic-Con. And then I found out that Doug Jones was going to be there. So I was like, how could I not meet my hero? Um, Doug Jones, Doug Jones. <laughs> I, I feel like we should give a few minutes. How was your Doug Jones experience? Oh, my God. He touched my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, for context. So what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need context. That's a, okay, that, so... that's, that's a sentence. All right. Yeah. <laughs> for context. Um, when I was meeting Doug Jones, I decided, because I had no cosplay planned at that point. So I decided, because I was, you know, I spent so long painting the bump and everything, I decided to just paint my face. I was like, I'll just paint my face and that will pass for a cosplay. And so what I did was I painted the kind of the Abe Sapien. From Hellboy. From Hellboy, Hellboy. kind of face um, on my own face. So it was like, it was blue and scaly and it had that kind of thing to it. And so when I went to see, when I met Doug Jones then, he, like, he recognized it. Oh, here we go. It's all right. Just keep talking. It'll catch up with you. So he recognized it straight away. And he said, is this my, this, these are my colors for Hellboy. And I said, yeah, it is. And I, you know, at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, Doug Jones. I'm talking to Doug Jones. (laughs) And he actually touched it. He was like, this is amazing. And he like touched my face and it was the best experience of my life. And I have never washed my face since. So is it like in The Simpsons now where it has like gun, gum stuck to it? And like yeah, gum and like old plasters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, vi- the vibrant pink hair distracts from the smudges yeah. just by your ears. Well, yeah, see, this is why I do it. It's somewhere else to look. You know, you no longer control the face. The face controls you and then you get stuck. Yeah, no, this, this, this. Yeah, Simpsons reference bingo. This face belongs to Doug Jones forever and always. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it has to belong to someone, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to answer your question, <laughs> your original question, before we got sidetracked, it's Doug Jones. Um, so on the second day, because I'd already met Doug Jones, um, I decided, oh, I'll go and I'll cosplay as something. And I had no costumes, nothing planned, but I had balloons. And I had made balloon dresses before for photo shoots. So I said, oh, well, why not try and make a cosplay out of the balloons? Um, and so I spent all night making, I stayed up all night. I think I stayed up till about 3 or 4 a.m. making a Harley Quinn costume out of balloons. And then I still had to finish it the morning off. Right. Well, that's impressive. Uh, like <laughs> any, anyone who can finish uh, a cosplay on the day, I must say, is incredibly impressive. Like, I know I've heard tales of the hot glue gun fixed in the middle of the, t- in the, middle of the, the day. But, um, you know, fair play for, for, like, hammering it out. So, like, t- talk me through that kind of process of, like, you know, the, the run-up. So would you get up, like, mad early and do it? Or would it be, like, literally walking in, stapling things together? Well, not stapling. <laughs> no, glue, so, it's, like, <laughs> so it's usually um, it's usually a night before, because I want to give the dress or whatever it is time to shrink as well. So yeah. it's usually a night before job where I'll stay up until, you know, 3 or 4 a.m. Because it, it can take anywhere from 4 to, you know, 9 hours to make a dress, depending on what it is. Um, and I've kind of gotten it down to the point now where I don't like to spend more than 6 hours on it because I just want to sleep. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. So... 
Yeah, I, I usually stay up most of the night, get a couple of hours sleep and then get up early and do the makeup and the wig or whatever it is that goes with it. Mm. Well, well, look, you know, I, I, sorry, I, can go. There you go. I know. Actually, going to say, how did you find? Because you did the for people who may have been in the room, you did the you've entered the competition twice. Once yeah. as Balloon Hardy Quinn and once as Poison Ivy, I believe. Yeah. How did you find the cosplay competition experience? Um, overall, it was good. Just more for the fact that the people who were also in the competition were really nice and really fun, mm. um, and I met a lot of really interesting and cool people just from that. But over, other than that, it's a lot of waiting. So they right. they bring you into the back room and you're waiting for an hour or two before the competition even starts, and then the competition itself takes about an hour because there's so many different categories through. So it does take most of the day. Um, so if you have plans for Sunday and you want to do the cosplay competition, I would say cancel all your plans because you're going to spend all day competition. Really? But it, yeah, but it, it is good fun. And, you know, a lot of people, they don't really expect to see somebody covered in balloons up on stage. So I always get a really nice reception from that. And, and and like would your would your cosplay experience uh or like doing your balloon cosplays would that be limited to DCC? Is that kind of what you what you're aiming towards as you're like your for want of a better word your WrestleMania of the year like? I'm gonna say yes, really, because this happens in my downtime from work so a lot of my work is seasonal so it's usually from may until uh, december with kind of a small lull in august so it's perfect for dcc because that happens in march and august so that's right. you know i'm not giving up work um because i only really weekends mostly so right. if i get you know a gig in i kind of have to take that so your work is seasonal <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> it was very seasonal um but that was that was the nice thing about jcon was that they had actually hired me to be there so it meant i got to go to a convention and also work at it which was which was nice that's always good you know and like so we're about we're about a year well actually less really less sorry i forgot it was like near december um <laughs> christmas is coming who knew um, <laughs> so uh yeah we're like three four months away from spring edition of dcc and then you know another eight months away from the big one are you plan do you have anything coming up for those um it's all just plans and ideas and wishful thinking right now but i would like to I definitely want to go back to DCC. I don't know in what capacity. I don't know if I'll just go and cosplay or if I'll try and get like a like a demo booth or something. I'm not sure what's happening with that yet. Right. Um, but I definitely, like people will probably see me there anyway. I just don't know what capacity. Great, great. Um, and, you know, it, let, let us know and we can give you a plug on the show or have you on beforehand to talk about it anyway. So. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Actually, before we, because I know that uh, we have a lot to cover still on the show, but um, would you have any advice for anyone who is going to work with balloons or cosplay with balloons? Just do it. 
Oh. That's that's all I can say. Like when I first went into it, I was worried about what's going to happen with, you know, with it popping. Are people going to be nice? Are people going to, you know, whatever it is. It's just and it's the, it goes the same with if you want to do a balloon cosplay, if you want to do a regular cosplay, if you want to do something made out of paper, like just go for it because you don't know what's going to happen. And it could be the best thing you've ever done. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> um yeah, so that's kind of everything I have um, I, ha- I have to say, Kane, this week. Well, then, I think this is the perfect set, because I know, uh, behind-the-scenes info, uh, Dara has been rearing to talk about a certain Star Wars game for about two weeks now, and we right. didn't find time for it last week, <laughs> and I'm very excited to hear his thoughts. Okay, so, well, look, we'll look, this, well, look, we won't go on too long, because I know you guys have... have uh, uh, things to do but we, we, we will go another 10 minutes i suppose 10 15 minutes um and actually by the way since since our guest last week i've i've got on i've got into pokemon challenges where people oh yeah 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 where people are doing pokemon runs but challenges so they can only compete they can only complete pokemon with a ditto oh i love ditto yeah or they can only they can only finish i'm watching one here canon i can complete pokemon gold with only an unknown so a team of unknowns <laughs> oh, what, unknowns are lethal. What's that challenge where it's like you can only so you can't save, I think, and if your Pokemon faint in battle, you have to release them. Yeah, yeah, there's it's like that's that. The Nuzlocke. The Nuzlocke. The that's Nuzlocke. the one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. <laughs> but this guy actually, there's a bunch of different channels that that do them, and they're like you know they're half an hour to an hour and a half or anything like that. And I, I kind of enjoy them. And I don't know why, because they're, they're really dumb, but they're also super fun at the same time. So. um that I've kind of that's kind oh of the stakes though like I watched Team Four Star do like a Nuzlocke run and three Pokemon out of four died on the first gym oh. and they've spent hours they named these Pokemon yeah. they and built have, a relationship that's with the thing. them you have to name them as well you yeah. have to get attached and they like play like in the arms of an angel when they die and all <laughs> that kind of stuff I know like what? sorry go on I'm still not over Twitch plays Pokemon oh yeah. That was where they had the entire the entire Twitch community commenting. Um, so they were all playing it. So they were commenting, oh, you know, up, down, up, down, A, B. Is that the same one as the fish that played it? I don't think so. Because there was no. a fish that had, like, swam up for up and, like, like an <laughs> no. actual No, no, no. That was after it. This is this is the origin of the, what's it, the Armus, the Armus this God thing? Oh, I see. You know, so this is this is going way back. This is like this is also Sean our age. This is like a proto proto internet kind of thing. Two thousand nine, right? Am I right? Yeah, two thousand nine. Was it that long ago? I think so. Yeah, it was. It was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So because uh, it was oh, when, when that's Twitch like just a few started. centuries in internet time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. People today don't even know what this is. You know, but uh, empires have burned. Yeah, oh, trying to watch videos before YouTube. <laughs> what was it flash oh flash yeah flash has been discontinued ne- in a couple of weeks no way. yeah 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 so uh, here's yeah, i the, do feel old but here's the i'm thing, still though. warning mega video for goodness <laughs> sakes but here's the biggest kick in you know what right mm. uh in in college they made us learn how to program in flash and everyone's oh. like and everyone's like why they're like, oh, because you'll never know what it's used for. It's like, it's being discontinued. It's like, good job, guys. You lasted three yeah, no, years. That's true, actually, because when I was, I briefly went to college for video game design back some 
decade or so ago and it was the same we were learning how to animate in flash and everything yeah. so it's crazy yeah like it's like it's, it's been horribly unsecure for a very long time like i built i built a program that hijacks your browser um <laughs> no literally that, theoretically no no literally <laughs> literally um i i'll send it to, i'll send it to keen and you can play with it but it's a game basically no don't send it to, i don't want you hijacking my stuff I, no look it's fine <laughs> It's only me. <laughs> Just let it happen. <laughs> but basically, it's a game, right? About about a computer, about a server that becomes self-aware and goes on a little journey through the internet, right? Through through uh, multiple choice questions, right? Hashtag Skynet. Yeah, um. and then what happens is it randomly trolls you by opening up random tabs on your browser. So it hijacks your browser and controls it for a little while. Oh, oh no! Oh, that sounds really creepy. But it only, it only, it only is allowed to work because uh, Flash is such a bad thing to use. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I got scared playing Doki Doki Literature Club. This feels like a bit extreme for me. Ah oh, no! Sure, look, it's grand. It's only me. I wouldn't do anything bad on your computer. <laughs> I would never hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's what I want you to think. Ah <laughs> oh, no, no, no. To be fair, though, I would say it's a. Uh, it is quite scary what Flash can do, so I wasn't surprised when I saw that today, but I was like, oh, well, that was a horrible waste of, what, 12 weeks learning how to program Flash? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My uh, poor little Flash crocodile will never live again. <laughs> never, never. It's going to die in the ether. Um, but yeah, so look, speaking of video games, so I, play, I actually bought into the hype of a video game. And for context, the last time I bought into the hype of a video game was Watch Dogs. I bought that game four times. I've willed myself to try and play it, play through it twice. I can't do it. I hate it so much. Wait, why did you buy it four times? Because, I keep, because he hates it so much. No, because I want it to be different every time. I want it to change. <laughs> and it won't. It won't That's change. like the equivalent of my dog going in and out the back garden door and hoping the food would be different. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, for context, that's what happened, right? And uh, I'm sitting there, because I, I got it once for free when I used to edit, uh, when I used to edit for a gaming magazine. And I was like, cool. And I was like, oh, it's not great on the PC. I'll, I'll buy it for the PlayStation 360. Oh, sorry, for the Xbox 360. Mm. It'll be different there. It wasn't. And I said, oh, look, it's on sale on the PS4. I'll buy it for that too. It wasn't. And I bought it, so, you know, and I returned, I returned it with the Xbox 360, and then I saw it for five years. I was like, oh, I'll buy it again and try it. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the story here is, folks, when you return a game once, leave it returned, okay? If you didn't like it, don't buy it again. It's not going to change. Things don't change. <laughs> to be fair, the DLC of it actually isn't bad that I got for the PS4, so there is a happy end, and the DLC is a little bit better. <laughs> Once you bought more stuff. Once I okay. bought more stuff, exactly, exactly. If right? things go wrong, throw more money at it until they go right. Exactly, exactly. The and game's not great, but I can change it. <laughs> it can, I can make it better. No, it will. Oh, be, it, it will magically become better without <laughs> doing anything. Um, okay, so after after being horribly stung for that, I was like, right, I'm never going to buy into hype for a video game again. It's just not going to happen, you know. Mm. And then I was like, right. So, Star Wars sucks. All right, I hate Disney Star Wars. Blah 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 blah. So I'm like, right, I'm not gonna buy anything. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just, I'm not gonna buy anything. And I, I bought Battlefront One, um, and I didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is bad. Right, bought Battlefront Two after all the controversy. 
And I was like, you know what, Battlefront Two, yeah, it's it's it, it's not good, but it, but they released a massive update, and it's actually become a very very good game, right? So I played a lot, and then I'm like, right, okay. So the Mandalorian came out, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Star Wars is good again. Um, and it's just like, right, okay. So I bought the Mandalorian action figure, and I was like, cool, he's awesome. Let's see this this game. It's the first single player game in ten years. You know, it will be good. And it, I start playing it. I'm like, why am I so bored? I feel like I'm, you know, I had nothing's happened. And then well, I, I mean, before we get into the details, though, even before the game was released, you said the protagonist had the most punchable face in history. And that hasn't changed. He really does. <laughs> Anytime I see him, I just want to hit the guy. I'm like, look at your stupid face. You know, this, this is the guy with the red hair, right? Yes. And the punchable face. Mr. Punching <laughs> face. Yeah, I played like the first 20 minutes of that game just before it turns into Dark Souls. Mm. Yes, right? <laughs> but it's not even Dark It's not even Dark Souls, right? It's Uncharted and Dark Souls. <laughs> With lightsabers. <laughs> just about, right? You say that, but that sounds cool. No, it's not. Mm, it's not, it's, man. It's all about marrying the two together. Uh, okay. And sometimes things just should not be. <laughs> yeah, like this is an abomination. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like crimes against God were committed with this game. And I'm just sitting here going, listen, I Uncharted's okay. Not a huge fan of it. It was the worst part about Spider Man where the Uncharted segments. Yeah. And I'm like, this is literally just Uncharted and you're a Jedi, kinda. But <laughs> you know, Punchy Face is such a crying little bitch about things. And you're just like, okay, your master was killed. That's not my problem. Go do something about it. <laughs> so he, he won't. And, you know, he just mopes around. And he goes in and climbs tombs. And I'm like, I don't want to play Tomb Raider. I already played Tomb Raider. I hate this. Just kill people. And then you go and kill your man. And they come back and you're like, what is this? Sorry. Okay, I, so I think something may be getting lost in translation. I know you hate the main character, but like, I hate all of it. Game doesn't work. All of it. What, I hate all, all of it. it isn't. <laughs> Just everything. I wanted to stop. <laughs> this is why I wanted to get into this <laughs> as early as possible. <laughs> I thought I, I, I feel like a been, certain amount of teasing would have to come with. This I feel like I've details. been. I feel like I've been trapped here. <laughs> um, no, look. It, <laughs> Look, it, it, it tech, from a technical standpoint, it's a beautiful looking game, right? It oh, is. they're always beautiful looking, right. the Star Wars games. That's how right. they get you. Yeah. It looks, it looks amazing and it has great vistas and the worlds are fantastic and that kind of stuff. But it's just really, really boring. Like, <laughs> I, you should never be bored playing a Star Wars game. For comparison, a game that came out 11, uh, 11 years ago, um, The Force Unleashed, that's the best game ever. You pick up people, you throw them, you fire lightning at them, you you know, you're cacking people off the bits, you know, it's fantastic and you feel like a Jedi should, you know? With this with with, with Punchy man, you're just sitting there going, Oh, I'm sad because my master's dead. And then he then he has dreams. Wait, Anakin, and is that you? No, at least Anakin was cool, right? He was kind of like <laughs> He had some personality and, you know, his, his he girlfriend. He hated sand, though. Yeah, you know, because it's coarse and it gets everywhere. But at least we knew that. You know, with punchy, punchy face, you don't even know what's wrong with him. He's just sad all the time. You're like, man, listen, if you're sad in the Star Wars universe, you go to the dark side and then you become interested and then you, you learn force <laughs> you know, There's some advice, kids. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not, wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, you know, at least if you learn force lightning, 
he would have a personality. This but guy. Like, just, sorry, everybody knows Vader is way cooler than Anakin ever was. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's mm. he's just the coolest dude ever. But um, yeah, it's just it's everything. It's everything that it shouldn't be and just feels wrong when I'm playing it. And I have no desire to play it again. And I spent 90 euro on it. And I hate myself a little bit for it. 90 euro? 90 yeah. euro? Did you because, get like a premium? Yes, I did. I told you. I bought into the hype. <laughs> I wanted this to be good because they lied to me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's how they get you, though. It's all <laughs> advertising. <laughs> it's just like, listen. I don't know. Don't I know it, what though. you mean, though, because the like the first two the Battlefront games, I say the first two, that's blasphemous in the first place. The first two EA games mm. were so kind of mixed that when the single-player Star Wars game is coming out, you can't help but get excited. You know? I will have to say, though, the second one now, if you pick it up, it actually is fantastic. They've built out a fantastic game with a single-player that's actually quite good. But even a tacked-on single-player that takes two hours is exciting. And the characters there are quite good. Like I like... Um, I like the main character of the Battlefront 2 series. Um, oh, the, the, the defector from yeah. the fire and everything, yeah. She, she's great until she defects, and then it's like, oh, man, why did you leave the good side, you know, yeah. to go and be with the rebels? You were the chosen one! <laughs> exactly, you know? like it's, She's like a cool Imperial... You're supposed uh, to destroy the rebels, not join them. Yeah, but she's a pretty cool, like, uh, she's like a member of uh, Death Squad or whatever, and it's like, yeah. this is awesome. And it's great. But, um, yeah, man, like, uh, I would say, uh, just don't play it. Like, people are raving about it online. They're like, oh, it's great. I'm like, no, you, you, you need help. You have um, you have Stockholm Syndrome, and you need to stop. Like, you know. So, I, I just, all I want is a good single-player game, and that's it. And that's, that's it. But I think it's it's kind of the whole hype around Dark Souls as well. Like everybody knows Dark Souls is not actually a good game. It's just really, really hard. And if you do well in it, you get to brag. Yeah, like look, Dark Souls, I've played Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne and stuff. And they're not really for me because I agree with you, Katie. They're not really a good game. They're just in a gimmick mm-hmm. and like a way to brag. And it's like, hey, that's cool. But... I don't want to spend 60 quid for that. You know, I'd rather have an engaging story or at least something that is, is fun and interesting. Like, I collect Star Wars games. So I'm in this weird kind of thing where I can't actually return it because it'll break my collection. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, but if you go back and play anything on the Xbox, even the bad ones on the Xbox, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi game, which is atrocious, it's not boring. It's just hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like they re-released Jedi Knight Two, on oh that's Ether. one of the classic ones, right? And that's great, yeah, because that has like well, it's called Katana, of course. But um, you know, you you're a Jedi, you can hack up stormtroopers, you can use the Force. You, it's pretty much like Doom at some point, mm. and it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. And I'm sitting there going, "This is great." They did this twenty years ago. EA, why haven't you done this? What have you done? You have failed at life. That's what you've done. You know, and I'm just like, okay, if you guys can't make a good Star Wars game, hire somebody who can. I'll do it for free. I'm just surprised Disney. I mean, I know you're not wild on the Disney Star Wars movies, no, no. but you think a company with that much influence would see that not much content is going out and either crack the whip or just swap them out? Because I mean, they've swapped out directors. Yeah, but so haphazardly, but, why but are it, they trusting this conglomerate to run it? Well, they're not. You know, EA pretty much lost it there when they were nearly. Uh, charged with criminal 
criminal negligence over the loot boxes, and that's why Battlefront Two is good. But Ooh, th- that actually happens. That actually happened. Yeah. Um, oh, fantastic. That's why things changed. Um, but what I will say is, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau look like they're going to take over Lucasfilm soon. I hope to Christ they do because yeah. the Mandalorian is exactly where Star Wars needs to go. It's a good audition, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's like, hey, look, we fixed Star Wars in four episodes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in four TV shows. So um, yeah, man, like you know, I think things are going to change, but this thing was horrible. For me, it's the worst thing to happen this year. Those are some strong words. <laughs> maybe, maybe not that bad, but it's up there. <laughs> It's definitely in the top 10. It, the point is, it's bad. Don't play it. Okay, well, actually, I've got a better question for you. What, if you were given free reign, what would you do with a Star Wars game? If you use any character, any time period, any mechanics, what would you do? Uh, are we... Jar Jar Binks. Yes! <laughs> are we inclu- <laughs> are, so, I want to expand the question a bit. Are we, inclu- are we removing remakes of old games? Uh... I'm interested to hear your answer. Go whatever, whatever you want. You can do okay. remakes if you want. First thing I would do is I do HD remakes of Coltor of the Knights of the Republic series. Yes. Right. I, yes. And then I'd finish. I'd do Knights of the Republic three and finish mm-hmm. that out. And then I'd I do a I do a digital remake then of um Jedi of Jedi Knight released that fully. And then with the money based on that and success the success of that then I would go and probably make a Darth Bane game or a dark yeah. mall game that was half in production. Like, it's not hard. You just got to kind of pick something, but to, to grease the wheels, you know, do the easy thing first. Release remakes of games that people love on the current gen. Use mm-hmm. that money and goodwill then to pump it into other things. So, you know, the, the Boba Fett game was half finished. The dark mall game was fully finished. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'd just be like, hey, let's just use these, let's just use these, polish them up, pop them out and there you go it's not hard it's really not like that's the worst thing about the star wars licensing it's literally i'm in a room surrounded by star wars figures at the moment it's not hard to monetize this don't be stupid just hire somebody who isn't a total mongoloid to do it (laughs) i'm just seeing all of your quotes on the glossy ps4 box (laughs) with a really disapproving face in the bottom corner <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm telling you, Jar Jar Binks game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the part where he goes into politics. <laughs> well, actually, you know, he's kind of the whole reason for the rise of the empire. It's his fault. Oh yeah, there could be, there could definitely be a game in that. Well, not that you know, I don't know. In um, what's it in the Force Awakens? Um, Jar Jar Binks is actually in carbonite in the back. <laughs> they can find him just there, yeah. So he is in the games. He is canon. But you yeah, no, that can happen in the Mandalorian. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. To be fair, as a, as a bring bit of, Jar Jar, just like the tongue is still sticking out. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, like to be fair, I, I do think the Jar Jar thing could have been done. I think Lucas should have held on to his original idea with Jar Jar, but yeah, the fans yeah, yeah. Apparently I will w- say the the Clone Wars does some lovely stuff with them. Like the, I'm not sure. Have you seen the Clone Wars cartoons, Katie? No, I haven't. The no. two highlights for me, Jar Jar wise, are one 
he's made president for a day and he has to have a standoff, like negotiation-wise, with General Grievous and act tough. Oh, I want to see that now. The other is him and Mace Windu go on an Indiana Jones adventure together. Oh, and my God. Funniest thing ever. Oh, that sounds amazing. Because he has no patience for his nonsense. <laughs> so there are ways you can use Jar Jar. It's just you have to be a bit careful with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a game. He wouldn't land. He wouldn't lend himself well to a game, but he would not. He would lend himself well to a TV show foil. I think like mm. the future of Star Wars is in a TV presentation because yeah. like it's just because you can kind of do what you want. Um, I, I am excited to have uh, yourself, myself, Stevie, and Bryn in a room after we go. No, we should all go see that train wreck together. Um, yeah. and then do the show after and be like what was that we all, we all meet up in town or something we'll yeah no we, we should all we, yeah, we have to all see it together and then just be like oh my god that was atrocious and then do a show after I think that'd be great <laughs> uh, again I'm seeing images of at least one of the three of you Stevie included like punching a stormtrooper cardboard thing <laughs> should we bring lightsabers always if you want I, I, I'll dig out my Jedi robes Oh, you! Of course, you have Jedi robes. <laughs> but you're gonna have to go prom. Nice. <laughs> See, the thing is, I might have to come straight from work, so I'm wondering, should I go to work blue? Yes, absolutely. And just not explain it. Yeah. And if anybody asks, why are you blue? You just say, what are you talking about? I don't. I just, uh, red or just eyes. Be, or just be like, why are you not? Actually, as a seg, as a kind of attachment to your story of the painting the black face paint on, one of my favorite things about being thrown at DCC was going to the bathroom and coming out and having three people jump because this blue guy with red eyes was just suddenly standing next to them at the mirror. But that's something you <laughs> Comic Con. Yeah. Everybody is body painted. Yeah, no, like that's the thing. I would have, like, I always love going to uh, DCC for the one. Well, for loads of reasons, but I enjoy the closer you get to the convention center, the less weird it is to see people in costumes. Because when you're up at the spar, it's like, this is kind of weird. But then when you get closer and closer, it's less weird. And then it's just kind of hilarious. That's the only knock I would have against J-Con, which is uh, we got lost in like a very domestic estate near Croke Park. Oh, yes. Well, you, know, you, got, you guys got lost there on the way. On the way, yeah. back, on the way back, we kind of knew our way a little better, but we were with lost people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't have that, that sort of build-up to it, you know, but that's more down to the venue than J-Con itself. Very true. Yeah, Crow Park is different. Like, I, can't, I don't even know where Crow Park is. I just kind of walk till I find it. <laughs> it's like well, if I keep heading in this direction, I'll hit it eventually. It's Follow like, the brightest star for three days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like London, you know, when you're trying to get to the British Museum, you're like, if I just keep walking, it'll show up eventually, and then it does, and you're like, oh, here we are. <laughs> 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 oh actually uh, because I've gotten lost in the city of Taris a few times I'm fi- I finally have Knights of the Old Republic and The Force Unleashed fantastic there you go that, that makes everything better just play, just <laughs> doing play the, the right thing you are you are you know you need to play uh, Knights of the Old Republic and then tell me how great it was and then if you don't like it don't ever mention it to me again um, we'll have to stop doing the show King. no <laughs> <laughs> High stakes. <laughs> I know. No, to be fair, like it, is, it does have one of the best stories, um, and I think you really enjoy. It. Fortunately, um, it's just fun. Yeah, I, I'm liking it so far. The only problem is there's, uh, it's kind of a Bioware thing. There's so much content in it. Yeah. And I play it while minding an infant. I've That's had fair. to just skip like the tournaments and the card games because if I get two hours a week, I don't want to spend it running errands for some saps on Taurus. I want to get to the story. 
No, to be fair, like to, once you get off Taurus, that's when it really starts kind of. Oh, I've heard off, that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once oh, it, Taurus it, is great, though. I it is. Taurus. Yeah, you know, RIP. The, the the mutants that live underneath and everything. It's no Citadel, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it was like the Citadel before the Citadel. That's true. You Proto know? Citadel. That's yeah. true. Like I think it starts lo- somewhere. Well, a lot of the stuff that you know people would know about Bioware kind of came from there. Mm. So. um yeah, no, it's great. Like, and then the second one, they kind of they fast track the whole Jedi thing. So after you get off the spaceship, you're a Jedi. So yeah, just you here's know. your lightsaber. There's the stormtroopers. <laughs> go have fun, Dara. Cut go, them down. Go hit things with the glow stick. Don't be sad. Don't be punchable. <laughs> oh man, I have to say, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of sitting here going, will I try again? Because I, I, I'm, the game is looking at <laughs> will me. Will I now. buy another copy just in case I got a bad copy? No, the game is looking at me now, and I'm like. You know, I just, I, it's like, I can't even look at you. Like, I hate it so much. Sorry. I want, like, a little, like, six-second video of you punching the game. Do you picture of his face on it? See, I don't even have that one. I have a special edition, so his face is not. I did that on purpose. For goodness sakes. I'll, yeah. do, I'll do you a printout. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> just, just get a life-size, like, pop-up of him and just hit it and be like, oh. He's single-handedly the worst Star Wars character next to Finn. Um... All right, I feel I want to. I'm I'm gonna save your Finn thoughts possibly for the review. Oh no, we'll wait. No, the re- Star Wars Nine. Yeah. yeah, no, the reason why is I, just they, they they missed they missed a massive opportunity with like a very interesting character. Yeah, yeah, oh, that I would agree with. But why why worse than Jar Jar? Why is Finn worse than Jar Jar? Ah, because Jar Jar was you know at least had a reason for being there, right? Finn just doesn't. No, actually, none of them do except for Daisy Ridley, who kind of has a reason for being there. The rest of them just like hey. And it's like, well, to be fair, Poe was there first. Yeah, but Poe was supposed to die halfway through The Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's like, they're all just kind of tacked on, like, you know, it's just, there's no stakes. Like, everybody loves Baby Yoda, and he doesn't say anything. And it's just like, there you go, there's your failure of, like, you know, in, you know, an infant, and now I know he's a 50-year-old infant, but still, yeah. an infant nevertheless, um, is more interesting than developed characters apparently but that goes back to the Boba Fett thing people love Boba Fett and Boba Fett is awesome and in the movies they say nothing more or less oh no 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 to be fair now they, they say a couple of things like you know as you wish and ah so you know. <laughs> 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 oh that's... No, nobody ever talks about the unsung hero though Django Fett oh Django. man Django Fett is absolute boss yeah, yeah, he was amazing. I love Django Fett. I think he gets a bad rep, you know, because his son is kind he of a dis- bad rep from who? I want to have strong words. Well, his son is a bit of a disappointment, to be fair. Like you know, outside of the EU, but um, Django Fett's great. Sure, he's like he's the reason for all the Crown Troopers. What isn't you know? Yeah, well, who, but like that's that, what a weird thing. Like, but Django Fett is a copy of Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is like a worse version of Jack. It's like an infinite loop. It just no. keeps going forever. Uh, in in the business, we call that a recursive loop without a break. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but um, look, I'm excited. Lots of things tonight. I'm excited about Star Wars for the sole reason of the show we're going to do after it. I'm gonna go. Yeah, see, yeah. Gonna go, I, I, I just, I, I'm just gonna. We're gonna clear a schedule for like four hours and just sit there, and there'll be a lot of screaming and crying. And then I'll just be glad that it's done because this has ruined this has ruined a lot of things. But Katie, I'm sorry that I went on the Star Wars rant. I promised myself I wouldn't. Keen, you're a bad man. You are a bad man for making me go on a Star Wars rant. 
<laughs> no, I feel like this is like the series finale because every episode we've done has veered into Star Wars Disney stuff. No, the, so the, this is like the big face-off, the final boss. Well, that's that's when the movie comes out, and then we'll be done. We'll be we'll be yeah. able to move on to, to more happy things about kittens and you know. Puppies. I want to believe that this time. I really do. <laughs> you kittens need to point. with lightsabers. That's a win right there. That's a win right there. Um, all right, so look, guys, we're gonna put a pin in it. Uh, we've gone long again. Well, pin in a ha balloons. That was uh, that was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up uh, this edition of the show. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hopefully, we'll have you on again. It's been a lot of fun. Have you had fun? I have. Have, yeah, <laughs> I've been silently laughing, trying not to overtake <laughs> the whole time. You gotta just kind of jump in, you know, just just go for it. Because if you don't, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of a bumper car type mentality. Well, see, yeah. this is it. I wasn't sure what to expect, and I just said to myself, "Just roll with it. Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Brent, I think that's what should, what should come up in blue at the start of episode 9 <laughs> instead of a long time ago in a galaxy far far away <laughs> just, just don't worry about it. it just roll it don't worry about <laughs> it just don't think about it don't get upset you know um, and then repeat it in the opening title crawl in the yellow over and over <laughs> just periodically in the subtitles just be like just roll with it let it happen <laughs> Now, see, subliminal messages, messaging is what they should have done. They should have been like, you like this, you like this, you like this, you like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like this, like this, please like this, say the franchise. Are well, you smoking yet? <laughs> well, that's what they're doing now. That's what they're doing now anyway with the with their mad, massive reshoots and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, so look, uh, we're going to wrap up again. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you like to plug, Katie, before we let you go? Um, yeah, I just, you know, plug the Instagram account. Um, it's at mannequin underscore blue, the Facebook account, mannequin blue art, um, and my YouTube, which is very inactive, but I'm hoping to get on real soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me in January. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Keen? If there's anything to plug for, let's go. Uh, um, I suppose my second Nerding with Children article is up on Geek Ireland. This week, it's about introducing Prim to video games with mixed results. Uh, so far, it's getting a lot of attention, and I want to keep doing them. So if you're on Facebook, Geek Ireland's a great page on its own, but uh, check it out. It's got some good jokes and a picture of my infant daughter eating a box of Lego Star Wars. And it's fantastic. Thank you. Fair, fair enough. I've enjoyed the series. What about yourself, Dara? Um, yeah, so buy my buy my merch. Um, go over to Horrenda uh, Bandcamp and buy stuff so we can go on more tours. Because we're playing London in March and it's going to be fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're supporting a band called Dark and Nocturne Slaughter Cult. So that's going to be one for all the kids um, and all, all the family. Um, See, this is going to link back to the start because the kids are going to avoid the face painting sound and go straight to the heavy metal. No, no, corpse paint. Corpse paint, there you go. Exactly, exactly. Fortnite corpse paint. Fortnite corpse paint. Yeah, so if you're on Bandcamp, go over and buy merch. We're doing a Black Friday sale. Everyone all the way through the end of Saturday. So type in what's a Black Metal Black Metal Friday and you pop that in and you'll get 20% off everything. Because we need your money. Um, so, yes. 
<laughs> you knew that that'd be great. You can't uh, get more honest than that. No, no. We, we need you to buy shirts and CDs and stickers and all that kind of stuff. And if you do that, that'll be great. So please do. And uh, other than that, um, you can go over and check out our Facebook, our Instagram, all that kind of stuff um, for the show, Nair to Know Media, nairtoknowmedia.com. So yeah, buy stuff. Thank you. <laughs> right, well, we'll be back next week, guys. Same time um, on Saturday, Phoenix Day 2.5 FM. So bye. 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 <laughs> I'm going to have to do it again.